Welcome to episode 46 of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today we are talking about social media, our current relationship with it, detoxing from it, and what we've learned about it from living on the sea. Also, to go along with this episode, we've created a social media detox worksheet to help you create boundaries, clean up your feeds, and create an environment where you thrive or where you live your truth. To get that worksheet, head on over to our latest episode at truthanddaremovement.com. Also, before we get started, of course, we want to shout out our community and this week's review. This week's review comes from Mel M 27 She says, so needed right now. So many truth bombs dropped on this podcast. Sometimes while listening, stuff gets really real, but I so appreciate both of you gals navigating the sometimes hard truths of life. Thank you so much for this podcast. I look forward to it every week. Mel, thank you so much for listening in and leaving us a review and helping to spread the message of live your truth and dare to change. If you haven't left us, if you haven't left us a review, head on over to iTunes, drop us some love and continue spreading this message with us. Now let's get to the show and talk all things social media and detoxing from the sea. Welcome to Truth and Dare, a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. All right, let's kick this conversation off with our slug in the honey. So I'm going to go first. Um, I have a lot of slugs since moving on to the sailboat and honestly just adjusting to life. But I think most pressing for me right now is just trying to stick with the, um, a healthy diet and not letting like the whole joy and fun of traveling take over what is best for my body, if that makes sense. Because like in the Caribbean, there's a lot of rum and it's it's fun to drink. And also, I don't know, you just like have this vacation. Like we've had a vacation vibe a lot, which we should because we are traveling. But it's also our lives at the same time. Like this isn't a two week vacation. And so I think it's just like, um, kind of getting to a place where I move out of vacation mode and more into actual living mode and also just like honoring my body because, um, I'm just really sensitive and I can't like eat and drink and party like a lot of other people can without seeing effects. And so, um, Yeah, I just want to like kind of get back on my own path of healing and like kind of really tune into what I need and not be so influenced by the group and like what other people are eating and drinking and partaking in because um, my body's just different. And so, yeah, I'm going to really work towards listening to myself and just honoring my needs and drinking less rum. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I can appreciate that and I honor that as your business partner, best friend, wife, roommate. I have a lot of titles now in your life. Um, 
So Slug and the Honey for me over here, we just had to haul the boat out of the water. And um, just a few weeks ago, we put the boat in the water. And it's quite the large endeavor to take this huge sailboat in and out of the water. It's upwards of $1,000 each time. And then we can't sleep on the boat, which is our home. So we are forced to book hotel rooms. And it just kind of feels like our bank account is hemorrhaging. And even though I know we have funds that will come in and that we have the potential through our online businesses to sustain... Um, yeah, it's just expensive owning something so large. I'm sure homeowners can resonate. You have surprises all the time that you're responsible for. And, um, I think it's just my first taste of owning a large item that (laughs) takes a lot of tender, loving care. So slug and the honey is just feeling a lot of tension and, um, a little bit of scarcity mode around our finances. But, um, It's part of the journey. Yeah. So today we're talking about social media and really just detoxing from the world of digital in general and lessons that we've learned so far from the sea, um, being on Alfie. So Carly and I both know, and we resonate so deeply that it's hard to step away from your phone. We are both recovering phone addicts. And for quite some time here on this podcast, we've been preaching quiet time um, to step away from your phone to create boundaries, but we were still aimlessly scrolling all the time. I mean, we would find ourselves in crazy vortexes looking, just like looking forever and ever through the world of the internet. And uh, we found ourselves just talking the talk and not walking the walk. And now we've basically been forced to walk the walk. And I can say for both of us that it feels really good and there's been a lot of benefits. So we want to share some of those and uh, hope to inspire you guys to do it at home. Yeah, Carl, what what are you thinking about this topic? Yeah, it's been um, a learning experience and there's been like you said, a lot of benefits. And I think also like a lot of challenges and um, struggles too, like a little PTSD from um, social media, the news, like communicating with my family. I mean, I'm just speaking on behalf of myself right now, but uh, it's just interesting. We take this thing that we're so addicted to, like everybody, I mean, whether or not you want to admit it, I think I would say most of you listening would agree. And just the experiences like physical and emotional symptoms that come from separating yourself from that. So yeah, we're really excited to talk about this. And, um, you know, being on the boat and being in the really remote places has forced us to really disconnect from all things in a major way. So of course, like, you know, the big one is social media, right? Because it brings out all of these crazy emotions in us, especially as women. But I think, you know, um, also just the background noise, like television and um, being able to aimlessly scroll the internet. Um, yeah, any form of that sort of technology has been sort of stripped away from us. And uh, yeah, it's it's forced us to rethink our, our Wi-Fi usage. Like, how are we hooked up? How do we use it? Like, let's get smart about it. Um, because you know what the thing is when you're traveling, and if you're listening to this and you're a traveler, you understand that um, – it's really restrictive and also very expensive 
to use data and Wi-Fi when you're in different countries. And so when we're on the boat, we have this little hui, hua. Hu, it has a lot of names. Hua. <laughs> the hua. Hua. Uh, it's like a it, – it is a um, unlocked hotspot. And so we can buy data cards from local uh, internet providers and we can stick the data into the hotspot and we can run 10 devices on it with pretty high-speed internet. So that's really great because we need to be able to get online because of our work, but it's really expensive. And as Ali was just saying in her slug in the honey, like we're on a budget, you know, and we want to make this trip last. Um, and so you have to be restrictive about your time on the internet. And if you we try to reserve the internet on the boat just for work purposes, but like honestly, it's not only used for that. <laughs> I'm just thinking as I'm saying this out loud. Like it is, but it isn't. I mean, we, we all get on it. We still have that that creature comfort in us that wants to like jump on our phones as soon as we see those little Wi-Fi bars. But um, anyway, the point is we try to use it just for work and it is really expensive. So in the alternative, we have to either seek out internet at cafes and restaurants um, but again, then you're spending money on like food and like stuff that you don't really want and you're not that hungry, but you need the internet. Um, yeah. And honestly, it's just kind of hard to find really high speed internet sometimes. Like if we need to upload, um, audio or edit things or in Ali's case, she works a lot with video that can be really challenging too. So the point of my entire rant is just to say that, Alfie has really helped us kind of rethink how we use the internet, when we use the internet. And, um, yeah, it's kind of brought us to this sort of this place of a new awakening, shall we say. You hit the nail on the head with all of that. I mean, I was literally in my head saying the words creature comfort, and then you said it out loud. (laughs) Um, but Yeah, I think exactly what you just said mirrors what we're experiencing and um, forcing us to create boundaries that are so hard to create at home. And so we just want to reiterate that we know it's challenging. We're recovering phone addicts, but we hope that the lessons that we've learned um, just in these few short weeks, and I'm really excited to see how they continue to unfold and expand in the coming weeks, months, hey, years on this boat um, so that it can you know, impact how you operate on your day-to-day basis in the comfort of your home, wherever you live and however you live. So I know we've both experienced some awesome uh, changes in our daily rituals and also our mindsets. Carl, what is the biggest thing that you've taken away from not being able to just like roll over in bed, scroll through your phone, walk out to the TV being on to your favorite news station, (laughs) um, and then like blast Spotify endlessly. You know, what has filled that void for you so far? Yeah. So since uh, I've been on the boat, I've really cultivated this incredible morning routine, which is like the morning routine of my dreams that I always wanted to have when I was in my normal life, but I never had the discipline. I think that, I think that's the right word to really see it through because I was so fucking distracted by everything else in my life. I, I did sort of begin. I mean, I tapped into this quite a bit when I was living at living on land, but never to the extent. So what is it? 
Um, I've been getting really deep in my meditation. I mean, if you guys listen to this podcast a lot, you know that I'm really into that anyway, but I've been getting up every morning really early, like before anyone else wakes up. And that's probably because I'm, I now go to bed at like eight fifteen, nine fifteen. It's just ridiculous, but it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I want to tell you Carly's Carly's like getting the sleepy eyes like right after dinner. <laughs> she can't even last through 20 minutes of a movie. <laughs> Guys, know. we need to send help. I'm like no, rapidly aging. I go I go to bed at 9 and it's crazy. I never have done that in my life. But the good thing is I'm getting up really early every day. And I'm meditating every single morning and I'm meditating up on the deck on the boat. And um, I start every single morning with a gratitude prayer where I really just thank the universe for the day. And then I ask for the things that I need, like, may I be patient with myself and my body. May I be loving and kind to other people. May I be healthy. May I be happy and joyful, you know, whatever I need in that moment. And then I close it out with another thank you. So I could put that in the show notes if you guys are interested in kind of creating a gratitude prayer for yourself. Um, And then I journal and I do, I don't have a time like frame that I think is the perfect amount of time. I just put in my headphones and I meditate until I feel ready to open my eyes And then I get out my journal and I immediately write because I think that there's like this really sacred time after a meditation um, to to write, to really like tap into your intuition and what your um, gut and source is trying to tell you and speak to you. And I've heard this before from some spiritual teachers I follow, like the worst thing you can do when you come out of that really deep... um, relaxed state is to immediately look at technology, like to immediately look at your phone or the computer because it takes you completely away from that. And I was so guilty of that all the time in normal life. Like I would just immediately pop out and then go back to all my other distractions and be like, okay, I did it. I checked it off my list. And like, I hated seeing meditation as this check off my self-care list instead of like a true healing experience, which is what it's become, which is really really beautiful. And in in lieu of that, I've had some really cool experiences and I'm having a lot of breakthroughs with my self-love and self-care and really the direction that I think I want to go as a healer, um, which I think is taking a different form than I ever would have thought. And I am not really – it's hard for me to put it to words or to share because I'm sort of in the midst of uncovering all of it in my mind. But I'm having a lot of um, insight as to where I'm going to go. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. But um, some other benefits that I've experienced are increased patience for sure, not only with myself, but with, you know, everyone around me. I find that when I get quiet, I'm able to really process things in a much slower way, um, which I appreciate because I'm a slow person. (laughs) Um, Also, it gives me some alone time. And like we live on a 52 foot boat with four people and, um, you know, there's not a lot of space and really we're doing pretty good with all of that, but it's really nice to just have some time away from everyone, um, in the morning to myself, which I really appreciate. And finally, the most important thing is because I am a sloth, 
I'm allowed to move at my own pace in the morning. And as my husband will tell you, Ali will tell you, my parents, anyone who really knows me, I just like love a lot of time in the morning. I love to have multiple hours to do all the things I want to do, to move painfully slow and to just kickstart my day. Like that's my ideal morning. Um, I'm not really a jump out of bed kind of girl. So (laughs) yeah. Anyway, that's what's going on with me. It's feeling really, really good. And I have to say being away from my phone has just catapulted that whole thing. So yeah, that's where I'm at. It's feeling good. I'll keep you guys posted. Allie, why don't you share what's going on with you and anything, you know, like experiences, breakthroughs, feelings, thoughts about being away from technology over the last, what's it been? Six weeks-ish? Yeah, we got here on December 7th. So yeah, it's been about six weeks. Um, so Carly referenced herself as a sloth and, um, paradoxically, I referenced to myself as a squirrel. Um, so I have this inner like tick that as soon as I wake up, I want to go into squirrel mode and I want to stay in squirrel mode until like midnight. And I'm someone who's very attached to doing um, and moving at a fast pace. And so Carly and I are definitely learning the ins and outs of one another's personalities more and more living in such close quarters. But um, you can refer back to our Difficult Conversations podcast to learn more about that. Um, so for me, being disconnected from the distractions of digital devices, that's a lot of Ds, I am able to soften the squirrel mindset Um, I can really tap into activities that matter, that will propel me forward, that continue to support living my truth and daring to change. So some of the things that I've been focusing on and that my awareness has been able to stay on are uh, studying the chakra system. So I've been really intrigued by this energetic system for over a year now It really started with reading Wheels of Life by Anadea Judith. I um, then have done two different programs around it. I've studied with her at Kripalu, and now I'm reading her book, Creating on Purpose and Chakra Yoga. So I'm kind of diving into all things chakra land, and I feel really connected to it. And like Carly said, she's uncovering who she is as a healer. And I can say the same thing for me. Uh, I think a lot of yoga teachers and any type of teacher or healer, we get certified or we get this foundation of education in a very broad area. And then it's up to us to find the niche, right? It's the same with starting a business and finding that sweet spot of success. And for me, I think that spot is working with the chakras. So. Um, I've taught them, but I've taught them, I feel, at a very genuine but surface level. So by being disconnected from my digital device, I'm able to focus on the readings, practice what they're actually telling me to do. Like how many of you have opened a book and an activity is suggested and then you skip over that activity because it just feels like there's something else better you could be doing or you pick up your phone and start scrolling. 
So in this instance, there's no scrolling to do. All I can do is play solitaire. Um, so it leads me to actually doing the work, which is how as a healer and a teacher, you were then able to share and lead. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, as far as like a morning ritual, like Carly, I'm nowhere near as devoted as she is yet. Uh, I am starting to work on my pranayama practice in the morning, working on Kabbalah Bhati breath, um, breath of fire and Nadi Shodna, which is alternate nostril breathing, and then just sitting for a short time in silence. Another plus is I finally started my yoga anatomy course from Yoga International, and I just looked back at our episodes, and I purchased this course at episode 30, and we are now at episode 48. So that is such a clear indicator of how much I was distracted. It's taken me over 18 weeks because we've taken a break from the mic to really devote my time and energy and focus to learning a subject that I desperately need to know as a yoga teacher. So it's created this void of space for me to actually learn um, and stay committed to the learning. And lastly, um, I've been journaling a lot. And you guys know Carly is such an advocate for journaling. And I am too, but I've kind of like dipped my toe in it and like danced around it. And uh, Carly likes to mostly free journal. So just pages on pages with lines. And then I've been kind of like not that successful in that area of journaling. And I got myself the Practice You Journal by Elena Bauer. Don't worry, we'll have everything in the show notes, but it's a beautiful journal that correlates to the chakra system. And there's lots of little prompts that help you think and uh, get your thoughts out on paper. So uh, that's been a pretty consistent practice. I do a handful of times during the week. And I was just telling Carly today, I feel as if I'm writing poetry, like I'm really starting to get into the ebb and flow of bringing words to life. And yeah, it's, it's been a beautiful journey so far. And I'm excited to see how not being so connected and addicted to social media and the world of digital devices, what it will continue to bring for both of us. Yeah. Um, I think we have some more to share. Carl, how else would you say this new, this new world? (laughs) A whole new, yeah. Okay. Um, like how it's impacting us as women and as partners and as friends on this journey. Yeah. I think that, um, we're just feeling more connected, you know, and it's really simple stuff. Like when we go out to restaurants or we have dinner together, nobody's on their phone because like Ali said, all we can play are solitaire or in my case, bejeweled, my favorite game. Um, yeah, there's nothing we can do. So we're forced to talk to each other. How weird is that, right? We actually have to like sit down and have dinner together. And, um, you know, also when we're back in our little cubbies in the boat, we can't really be on our phones either. So like how many times you sit in bed next to your partner and you're just scrolling, you're each scrolling on your phones. Like Mike and I were so guilty of that, which is why we started charging our phones outside of the room. But more on that later. But um, yeah, I mean, either you're connecting, you're talking, you're having intimate time together, or you're reading, which has been another really big benefit. Um, I know that we've been both been slamming through some fiction books, which has been pretty fun because 
as you guys know, we read a lot of self-help and spirituality. And while those are really, really great, it's kind of fun to like fully dive into some fiction. Um, also we've just been enjoying like the simple moments, um, more just being a part of nature, watching the sunset, making a point to watch the sunset, which is one of my most favorite things in the entire world. And when you're on a boat, you always have the perfect view. It seems like also looking at the stars, like we just took this trip, um, to an Island, about 15 miles east of where we are now. And the stars there were unbelievable. And because there was nobody there, really, a few people, but no buildings or bright lights or anything like that. And um, just all four of us taking the time to go up and look at the stars. Those are really precious moments. And I think just really being aware of our surroundings, um, looking at the water, appreciating nature, And, um, yeah, I love that stuff. I love that really simple, quiet kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think something that comes to mind for me about reading, you know, with our truth and dare book club, if you're a member, hello, ladies. Thanks. So thank you so much for joining us. And if you're not, um, in the show notes, you can sign up to be notified when the doors open again, but our next book is untethered soul and it's a lot to process. And so I'm now on the second read of the book before we start to prepare the materials. And just that quiet time has nurtured um, nurtured and motivated me to read it a second time um, completely through. And then hopefully maybe a third and fourth because it's just one of those books. But something else is we are playing card games, which is always great for your brain. Um, and mostly not being able to access everything we want and that we usually were able to is bringing us closer to our truth, which is why we are showing up, why we were hitting record on this microphone, why we are, you know, in this space and having this conscious conversation. It helps us to not be distracted by everyone else's stories. Like Carly said earlier, as women, this is really hard for us. We fall into that comparison trap we aim for perfection. And Lord knows the moment I get on Instagram, I am reminded of everything I am not doing right. And it just sends me into that fraudy feels vortex of not feeling good enough. And so not being able to do that on a multiple day, multiple times a day basis is so refreshing. Uh, we're also like we both just share doing the work in deeper ways. Uh, the difficult conversations podcast that we shared a few weeks ago, uh, it's forcing us to face everything head on. Like there's no hiding anymore when shit isn't working, when shit isn't in rhythm, when we're not flowing as married couples, as roommates, as friends. It's just out there and you have to handle it because like Carly said, it's a 52 foot boat. It is such small living quarters and there's really no room for tension. Like it just can't happen for everyone to feel at ease and comfortable. Um, yeah, I would just say it's forcing us to dive into where we feel drawn to instead of things that we feel we should be doing, um, should be doing could be so many things for you, but I know all of us can fall into that trap. And lastly, it's helping us reconnect with that gut instinct, that intuition, 
that internal connection to our core and our spirit, our divinity, um, to do what we feel is right and keeps us again, staying closer to our truth. So yeah, we've had a really beautiful experience. I hope you guys are having all the feels and it's motivating you to take these next steps we're going to share with you to also have all the feels in your world too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what can you do to start to disconnect or at least clear out some um, of this space that digital devices take up and so you can create more space for the things that matter to you since you're probably not moving on to a sailboat? But maybe you are. That would be cool. All right. The first thing we want to say is, again, we know how hard this is and we know how addicting it is. Like, we are not coming from this place like, oh, I just have this great morning routine and, like, I'm so connected. Like, I I mean, it's – we are getting there, but it's really, really hard when you're in an environment that isn't conducive to that. So we honor that and honor where, honor where you're at and um, be gentle with yourself as you embark on this journey. The first thing I'd like to say is create boundaries around um, digital time. What do we mean by that? I think the first thing you can do is put limits on your phone usage. This is something I started doing when I was still at home. Um, For example, not using phones in certain places or during certain times. As I said earlier, I started charging my phone outside of my bedroom and I made Mike do the same thing. And that sounds so simple, right? But it was hugely effective um, in my ability to disconnect while I was still at home and in that crazy, distracted world. Um, and that's a really, really simple thing all of us can do. Like we all have plugs outside of our bedrooms. And if you need an alarm clock, just buy an alarm clock. Remember those things that you used to use when you were a kid that used to wake you up? They still exist. It's crazy. <laughs> but um that's been really help. That was really helpful for me. And I think that that's a simple thing that can work for you guys and any other boundaries, like maybe no phones at the dinner table or no phones on date nights. I know Mike and I too would try to test ourselves. Like we're not looking at our phones this entire dinner, you know, the little things like that. So whatever you can think of that, um, is a boundary for you and maybe phones aren't your thing, but maybe like television is or being on your computer really late is. Think about the thing that you really, really need the boundary around and challenge yourself to put um, just a little bit of a boundary on it. You don't have to go crazy and be like, I'm turning off all my internet. But, you know, try a little bit, dip your toe in, see how it feels and then, and then move forward. So that's number one. Number two is clean up your feeds. And this is something I'm doing now. And it's so awesome. And also this is something that my aunt um, inspired me to do. She's been going through a challenge and she was like, I'm done with anything that brings me negativity on Facebook, on Instagram, on the news. I'm purging everything. So in lieu of that, we say purge the people that you follow on Instagram. If it brings up fratty and um, insecure feelings like Allie was just talking about, like, why are we following them? I mean, of course, we're a little bit addicted to their day-to-day, watching their day-to-day lives, which is also kind of weird if you think about it, but 
So weird. It's so weird. Like we know all this shit about these people, but we don't know them. And the funny thing is, remember, that was the original inspiration for this conversation. And then we shifted gears, but it was us talking about how we are so addicted watching people's daily lives, like every single fucking thing they do. It's really strange. It's really weird. It's like, it's like reality TV is on a whole nother level. Yeah. And I think not to go off on a tangent, but the original idea behind this conversation was how me and you feel like we want to keep a little bit of our lives sacred and private. Like we don't need to share our morning cup of coffee Mm -hmm. and then share putting coconut oil in our hair and then share our morning meditation yoga practice. And just, it's a lot of sharing and I'm not knocking people who do choose to do that or people who follow them because I am one of the people who follow. But Carly and I are both advocates of keeping some sacred space. And um, that's kind of how this whole Pandora's box started with social media, like the weirdness behind how that has become normal and expected of people, especially people like you and I who have a voice in the online community. Like yeah. we have to share. Yeah. I feel like that all the time. Like, should I be putting more on our stories? Should I be showing myself? Should I be showing people what I cooked for dinner? And then I'm like, no one fucking needs to see this rice that I'm boiling right now. Like, it's not that exciting. I'm just boiling rice. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. <sighs> the point of all this is clean up your feeds on Instagram. Also, like go into your email inbox. Unsubscribe to the emails that annoy you. You don't have to have thousands of emails from crazy places and companies sitting in your email inbox. Like you can get rid of them. You can unsubscribe them and you can actually delete them, which is really satisfying. Also, like in terms of your phone, delete the apps you don't use, turn off your notifications for social media, maybe even delete the social media app off your phone just as a tester for like a week or two and see how you feel or even just a day. Like honestly, a day is really hard. You could give yourself one day without Instagram on your phone and just see how you feel and see what you do in that time when you would instinctively grab your phone. Like, what do you do instead? That could be a fun social experiment. Um, The point of all this is like create the internet landscape that supports your desire to live your truth. Anything that doesn't jive with where you're at right now in your life, just get rid of it. If you find that an email or an Instagram account or um, a company that you like on Facebook is starting to bring up negative emotions in you, get rid of it. And if they're not doing it now, but in two weeks, your energy has changed and then your energy towards that person or company changes, get rid of it then. There's never a time limit on um, when or how to do this, but I think it's just about cleaning up your feeds a little bit and yeah. Mm-hmm. letting go of that addiction to to other people. It's like so weird. Yeah. I mean, as an online yoga teacher, I've almost unfollowed all other online yoga teachers unless I really resonate and want to learn from their story. But there was so much comparison with what poses I was doing or not doing and how everyone is sharing their practice sped up a thousand times 24-7 and it was just making me feel like shit. So it's funny how the industry and the realm that I'm in, I almost follow none of the yoga teachers because it just was too much for me. 
So another tip that we want to share is work to avoid the distractions. And what we mean by that is get to the work that matters most as soon as possible. And to do this, you've got to wake up, have the tools readily available and get to work. Meaning don't check your email. Don't scroll through social media. Um, know what you need to start your day right. Um, another thing you can do is turn off Wi-Fi on your computer so that you can't scroll. Uh, Carly and I have been using our computers for meditations that we have saved in our iTunes library. Um, but we don't have Wi-Fi and we usually can't get it. So there's really no distraction available. But for those of you who do, you know, turn the Wi-Fi off, get to work on what matters most. Are you writing something? Are you creating something? Are you moving your body? You know, what is it that you need to do and how can you get to it quickly enough so that the distractions don't interfere? Um, I know for me with that squirrel brain mentality, once the distractions zoom in, I am like squirrel and I I can't get away from it. I'm like so attached to it. And it could be anything, but I am such a squirrel brain in that mindset. And so for me, it's like get to the work that matters most as soon as possible so that you can lay the foundation for your day. Um, going right along with that, create an environment where you thrive. Start to learn who you are and in what settings you thrive, what environments, and like in what times of the day. Carly is truly a morning soul. Allie is truly not a morning soul, but then an all day, all night soul. Mm -hmm. Like once the squirrel brain's on, it's on. But I'm not someone who's naturally waking up at 6 a.m. and going to bed at like 9 p.m. like Carl. Um, So learning where you thrive is really important. And then like hinging on it, you know, I think a lot of us want to be these like morning, these amazing morning people right? Because like there's so much focus on the perfect morning, but the perfect morning can be different for all of us. Mm -hmm. And you might be the person who has the perfect evening and you do all your sacred rituals around evening time before bed with meditation and journaling and restorative yoga. And that's okay too. Like, I think you just got to learn how you thrive and when you thrive and then lean on it, lean in. Um, I kind of said this before, but have the tools readily available. Like when is your phone not near you? It's in your pocket. It's in your purse. It's literally in your hand. So why not have the things that you need? Your headphones to tune into a meditation, your yoga mat so that you can move your body, your sneakers so that you can go for a run or do a vigorous workout, your journal so you can get your thoughts down. You know, why not have the tools readily available just like we have our phone readily available all the damn time? Um, lastly, We just want to tell you guys and remind you, Carly led with this, but be kind and compassionate to yourself. It's really hard to break this learned behavior. Um, Carly and I failed so many times. And even right now, like we're recording this from a hotel room where we have Wi-Fi. And last night I just totally indulged Mm -hmm. and scrolled on social media till like midnight. Everyone else was fully asleep and I was the only one awake and it was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. So we feel your pain. We understand the uh, the challenge behind it and your frustrations. But we just want to remind you that you can learn new behaviors and create new habits and um, 
lean into living your truth and daring to change a little bit more by removing the distractions and getting off your phone, computer, iPad, whatever digital device is drawing you in. Yeah. Last words, Carl? Yeah, that was perfectly said. I just want to say the only way that you can let go of learned behaviors is by practicing a new behavior. So just stick with it. You know, like if your first day really sucks, it's probably going to. And and just keep trying, keep going back. It's like anything else on this journey. We just have to commit to the work. Uh, otherwise, nothing changes if nothing changes. Isn't that the saying? <laughs> but anyway, um, also, before we wrap this up, we have created a really cool social media detox worksheet. And this worksheet is going to help you create boundaries. It's going to help you clean up your feeds, your emails, and it's going to help you create an environment where you thrive, where you can live your truth and where you can begin to place some of these practices that Ali and I have spent the last almost 40 minutes talking about into action. So if you need that extra support to help you get the ball rolling, we've created that for you. And there is a free download that goes along with this podcast episode available on our website. So with that in mind, we're here to help you. We're always here. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Just remember that you can make changes. You can do hard things. You can take little baby steps every single day to get a little better. And we live in a really distracted world. So it's up to us to carve out the time um, to become our best selves. And it's really hard. So um, it's best when we have the support of each other. (sighs) Yay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for showing up and for listening and for tuning in. Everything that you need, everything that we referenced is going to be available on our website, which is truthanddaremovement.com. And on that note, we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.